Welcome to the Group Practice Exchange Podcast, a podcast for psychotherapy group practice owners. I'm your host, Maureen Warbach. This episode is sponsored by All Call Technologies. All Call Technologies is a HIPAA-compliant virtual receptionist that allows for customized voicemail boxes that can ring to your clinician's cell phones. I use it, and seriously, I love it. Clinicians can call back from their cell phones and have the office number show up, which is an awesome feature. Go to www.allcalltechnologies.com backslash group MHP and put in the code TGPE, that's TGPE, for $50 off your setup. Hey, group practice owners. Today I want to talk about five actionable things you can do when a clinician leaves your group practice for whatever reason. I know that oftentimes group practice owners feel a punch in their gut or resentment or anger or even fear when a clinician leaves. And so I want to really talk about five sort of positive, actionable things you can do when a clinician leaves so that you can feel like you're going on your way and moving towards your ultimate goal of having a full, thriving group practice. The first thing I want you to do is to give yourself a day for self-care. You have tomorrow, next week, next month, You have all this time to jump right in and start doing the work you need to do to find a new therapist, but I want you to take one day at least to just put it aside and take care of yourself and take care care of yourself in whatever way fits you. Go on a hike, hang out with a partner or friend, um, go shopping, do yoga, whatever. Whatever that is for you, I want you to focus on you and leave work and lost clinicians on the side for a moment and just take care of yourself. When you do that and only after you do that, I want you to go to this next step is to get a notebook or a piece of paper or a journal and start writing down any lessons that you learned about yourself as a leader, about the clinician or clinicians that you hired that didn't work out and start just jotting down some notes of things that you learned. Maybe you learned that you need to hire someone who can work more hours. Maybe you learned that you really should have employees instead of independent contractors or vice versa. So start writing those things down as well as your expectations. Maybe you realized that you had some expectations on the clinician, but you didn't verbalize them or realize them until after that clinician was hired and they became resentful of the new expectations. So if any expectations were um, brought up by you after hiring that therapist, I want you to write those things down because Next time, we're going to have you discuss those expectations during the interview process so your potential new clinician understands them before they take the position. Um, Any expectations that that clinician maybe had on you that you weren't able to follow through on? One example might be that they wanted supervision, but they were an independent contractor, and so you weren't going to be giving supervision, but they didn't realize really what it meant to be an independent contractor, or maybe you just don't want to offer supervision, even if they're W-2, and um, they didn't realize that, and they left because they wanted a place where they were able to have supervision. Thinking about that, is that something that you want to be able to offer? Is it something that you just don't want to offer? And if that's the case, making sure that you bring that up during the interview process so a potential candidate knows where you stand when it comes to getting that extra support or supervision. That's just an example of that. 
but you want to think about some of these things that maybe the clinician was unhappy about. I know that's really hard to sit in um, what a clinician maybe didn't like about your leadership style or your organizational skills or um, your offerings or compensation or whatever, but taking a moment to just jot down those things that they were maybe unhappy about and seeing if there's any validity to it. If there is, is there anything you can do to change that? If it's something that you just don't want to offer or isn't a part of your business plan, that's totally okay. But I want you to write those things down and your responses to them so that when you do go to the hiring process, you can verbalize those things so a clinician is not caught off guard later or had their own internal expectations that they didn't even think about asking you about. Then I want you to next, step three, is to grab your job description and make any revisions that are necessary based off of step two. So with your lessons learned and all of that, if there's anything that came out out of you kind of free association journaling about your lessons learned and expectations for this next therapist. If anything has changed, you want to edit that in your job description so that the next potential candidate is fully aware of your expectations. Maybe you notice that having someone who's provisionally licensed isn't helpful because it's really hard to fill them up. So maybe you decide that you only want fully licensed people. Make sure you change that in your job description. Maybe you realize that You need to make the switch from independent contractor to W-2 or vice versa. You want to then make sure that you put that plan in place and add that in your job description. And you'll want to then get your contract, if that's what you use, or offer letter. And make sure you make any adjustments with an attorney on that as well. Um, If you are getting rid of things or adding things like supervision, let's say, then you want to make sure you're adding those into your job description as well. Any specializations, maybe you noticed that the person that you hired was of a specific uh, specialization that was really important to your practice, then you want to make sure that you're adding that into your job description as well. But you also want to look at any other adjunct documents that you have that your therapists are getting. So um, another example would be that contract. Um, did was termination smooth and seamless, or was there something that you realized you didn't have in your in your contract when it comes to termination? Was there anything in your contract that was missing that you now realize needs to be in there? Um, these are important things to look at before you go on and start looking for that next therapist. Step four is to make any alterations to your interview questions. This is really important because it's sort of like a skill that you learn as you do it over and over again. Interviewing tends to not come second nature to most people, and it isn't until after you do it a handful of times that you get into the groove of knowing what kind of questions you want to ask. And also, the more clinicians you hire, the more you see the questions you didn't ask that would have been important or questions that you asked that really don't need to be asked anymore. So look at your interview questions and take a look back at your journal from step two and look Um, Were there any revelations that you had or expectations that came up that are important for you to then ask during those that interview time? And if so, I want you to put that in your interview question so that you don't forget about it once you do start interviewing people. And then lastly, step five is to jump back in the saddle. Start interviewing people and don't settle. So I hope that these five steps are actionable and we're engaging and helps you kind of feel better about the fact that a clinician may have left your practice. 
it's going to happen to every group practice owner. It is impossible to keep all clinicians in your practice. Some aren't going to be a good fit. Some aren't going to be ready to do private practice work. Some just didn't truly understand what it means to be a private practice clinician. And you'll learn also that there are some things that you need to do differently because you didn't realize those were important things to do, like being as transparent as possible or like if you're, you know, growing in the growing phase, you might not realize that you have some expectations until after you hire a clinician. So don't, you know, try to normalize the situation um, because every group practice owner will at some point go through this and start doing these actionable things so that you can get back in the saddle. You can get that new clinician in your practice and start filling them up. All right. See you later. Thanks for tuning in to the Group Practice Exchange.